You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks? Welcome to this week's episode of 205 Jive. I'm Adam Designate to be your host on this drunken wrestling adventure. And in this particular case, uh, the wonderment and the what-if adventure that we're going to provide you. But on this ride, we got the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. All right, so uh, again, for uh, this particular episode, a bunch of what-ifs are going to be answered. We all already got some uh, sustenance to help us out with our arguments and whatnot. This week, we're going to wonder, what if WWF hired Sting instead of Ultimate Warrior and vice versa uh, with WCW? So just to get into the background of it, um, I'm pretty sure most people listening to this know because it's all a bunch of... I I see the demographics uh, of our downloads. Sting and Warrior were a tag team together. Where'd they work? They worked in uh, Mid-South? Yeah, the Blade Runners. Yeah, they were the Blade Runners, which is the most terrible-ass name ever. (laughs) I I hated that fucking name. I don't like names that are like... Like, I didn't like the Road Warriors. I thought that was a shit name, too. Um, How dare you? I mean, come on, dude. They just outright stole it from a movie. like, And it wasn't like they stole it from some movie that nobody ever saw. You know what I mean? They stole <laughs> yeah, it from it was a the big 80s, movie. though. You know? Eh, whatever. It was the 80s. Okay, well... Steal from pop for- culture. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. But anyway, they were a team, and then they went their separate ways. Warrior got signed with WWE, and Sting got signed with, at the time it would have been... Well, at the time it would have been Crockett still. NWA. Well, first Warrior went to uh, World Class Championship Wrestling. Oh, right, Sting, right. Yeah, Sting went to the UWF, which was an extension of Mid-South, or it basically is what Mid-South became, UWF, and then that ended up being blended into the NWA slash WCW. Warrior went to WWF after World Class Championship Wrestling. So now yeah. you're saying, what if they flipped who got hired, right? What if NWA had Warrior, NWA, WCW had Warrior, and what if WWF took Sting? Right, and I would love to know, um, I mean, I'm sure someone out there knows, like maybe we could get up, like uh, send an email to Pritchard for his podcast or Cornette or someone to find out, like, was that ever even a consideration? Like, did either company ever consider hiring the other guy? Like, was this ever even a possibility? I have no idea. I but... don't know if this is a fact or not, but I've heard that Warrior did work in Mid-South and got sick of whoever was running it. I don't know if it was Watts. And he was essentially like, fuck this guy. I can't work with him. And that's why Warrior bounced and went to World Class Championship Wrestling. 
Wow, imagine so that he Warrior got Warrior was a difficult <laughs> yeah. employee. Yeah. That's <laughs> so unlike him. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. who Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> so <laughs> Warrior was exactly a Vince McMahon guy. Like the with the look. He was exactly the kind of dude, and they were already painting their faces as the Blade Runners, right? Correct, yes. yes. So he was he was the cartoon, I mean, he was the bigger guy between the two, and he was as cartoony as anyone Vince had on the roster, so he really was a perfect fit for him. So uh, He I'm was, but so was Sting. So was Sting. Sting wasn't as big. Sting was like a Macho Man-sized guy, but Macho Man was there at the time, so it wasn't right. like he was too small. He had a great right. look. Um, he actually, everybody had long hair at the time. Sting had the cool, um, like, flat top haircut. Yes. You know, he had Leech a re- tail. Bleach blonde. blonde. Yeah. Yeah, he was very unique. Uh, but I think Warrior was, I, I think it was the size of Warrior is probably what, um, you know, Vince Vince got a boner when he saw him. And that was that. Exactly. So did Pat, so, so Pat Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah. God damn it! Why do you do this? I I couldn't help it. Just, it might be the alcohol talking, but <laughs> it, 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 I don't know if you would agree with this. But Sting was the more athletic of the two. Oh, of course I would agree. Everyone was more athletic than Warrior. Oh, dude. Okay, really. War- Warrior was a little more athletic than Mabel, and that's the end of yes. that. Thank you. And Bundy. Hey, why did we lose Adam? Okay. Oh. There. Sorry, you guys were recording this on Zoom, and Zoom has been, um, what the fuck is it called? The it's Apple, been a bitch. Um, fa- FaceTime wouldn't even work earlier. We fucked around for like an hour trying to get this to work. Um, it was because weird. we're dedicated. We're dedicated to our craft, and uh, Zoom has been a little sketchy too. I blame COVID. Me too. Yeah, fuck COVID. Um, but yeah, no, no. Uh, Sting was clearly more athletic, but I think that's what made him fit more in. in uh, in the NWA because I think in WCW at the time or in WWE at the time in general you get away with a little less in ring work if you were a character yes. and if you can cut a promo I think at WCW you had to have a little bit more substance you had to be and we've mentioned this many times I was not a WCW guy at the time I watched some of it as a kid but very little but now we've watched quite a bit I mean I've seen highlights over the years and like uh, the flare DVDs and whatever um but now we've watched quite a few pay-per-views and uh, the work rate in WCW is way uh, higher than it was in, w- in WWE. So I think Sting was the better fit for the company. I think War- I think they both were the better fit for where they were. Yes, but both signings a- made more sense because Warrior could be more of a showman and Sting could be more of a worker. Exactly, but this is if they'd done the opposite. So how do you think Warrior would have done in WCW? Man, I I think Warrior would have been exactly what Warrior was for WWF, and that's a total pain in the ass. I because you got to think Jim Hurd was there, right? right towards the end of the '80s, early '90s. That was Jim Hurd region of WCW. And are you telling me Warrior would have worked well with Jim Hurd? No, dude. Warrior would have ended up bouncing and going back to the WWF. There's no way he would have stuck around in WCW to deal with Jim Hurd. Okay, but as far as a character and as far as his, what he could do in the ring, how well man do you, like like take like take away that part the backstage shit, and how do you think he would have fit? Because I know well, I'm exactly, thinking, I know exactly what his role would have been. Uh, well, I see. I would equate Warrior more to we talked about how he was more of a showman than a worker in the ring. I would equate him more to somebody like the Powers of Pain, 
that essentially teamed up in the NWA WCW for a cup of coffee and then went right. over to greener pastures in the WWF because WWF could handle them more. They weren't great workers, powers of pain. They could right. go to WWF and get by more on their look. Warrior in WCW, NWA, I think would have been more of an attraction. Mm-hmm. And he definitely, dude, the talent pools between the two, as you mentioned, were completely different. And right. I don't see Warrior, aside from like the attraction match against Ric Flair, I, I don't see Warrior elevating to heavyweight champion level. Like Warrior maybe would have been a step below Lex Luger. So maybe the I same. Think... Go ahead. No, that, that please. I, okay. I was just mentioning Lex Luger. Go ahead. I don't think Warrior would have been a step below Lex Luger. Warrior would have been, and I mean this very literally, Warrior would have been Van Hammer. Uh, oh, okay. Mid-card would. Damn. I think they, and I mean, I think that exact, I think they would have given Warrior the Van Hammer gimmick is what I mean by literally he would have been Van Hammer. I think they would have thought Van Hammer up. <laughs> oh, and they, oh. They w- I think they would have given Warrior a fucking guitar. He already had the, he already was built like Van Hammer. He had the fucking glam metal hair. He was Van Hammer. And he actually, just from the one Van Hammer match we watched at Hall- uh, Halloween Havoc, I don't think he was as good of a wrestler as Van Hammer, but I think that would have been his gimmick because they wouldn't have hired Van Hammer because they already had Van Hammer. But we'd be talking 87, right? Because that's when Sting and Warrior split and went to their respective promotions. We're we're not talking UWF World Class Championship Wrestling. We're specifically talking NWA, WWF. So that would have been 87. Yeah, so maybe they would have brought him in as Rock or fucking Blade or whatever the fuck he was called. Well, Um, I think Ole and Dusty were booking NWA when Sting came in, which in our scenario would be Warrior coming in. Do you think that they would have? Because they already have the Rock and Roll Express as a tag team. Do you think right. that they would have had a rock and roll singles guy in 87? Um, No, maybe not necessarily right then, but I think eventually that's what he would have become. Oh, he would have become... Okay, so they strip off the face paint, throw him an electric guitar, and tell him to go be an idiot in the ring. Yeah, because whoever the fuck came up with that gimmick came up with that gimmick, and Warrior, in our, in our scenario, would have been on the roster at the time. He would have fit that gimmick perfectly like they could have repackaged him you know take him off tv he probably would have gotten fucking hurt or failed a drug test anyway (laughs) true and then they would have brought him back as van hammer interesting Hmm. yeah well okay i never even considered that that's that's a great point but and i would have and i would have liked him way fucking more (laughs) oh god well going more back to sting yeah i think sting was made sting was very green right him and warrior were at about the same talent level when they split sting a little more athletic so maybe he had a a better edge but more of a natural yes i agree with you working with the talent pool that he did had he gone to wwf they would have focused more on his showmanship right and not so much on his in-ring work whereas by him going or staying in the nwa the talent pool that was there as you mentioned earlier, Ed, really fed into him being able to work with very talented people that got his work rate up. Him going 45 minutes with Ric Flair at the initial Clash of Champions really solidified him as a main guy. And Mm -hmm. I I just can't picture him on a WWF roster. Look, if it happened, more than likely he's with a weaker talent pool work rate-wise, but he could have been a fine showman. He would have had a great career. He definitely would have been heavyweight champion. But... It's a really weird scenario because I think the best iteration of Sting was Crow Sting. 
when he had the the feud right. with Hogan leading up right. to Starcade '97. If Sting's in WWF, that never happens. We would get right. like an Attitude Era Sting, and that's that's weird to wrap your head around. Right. I don't think Sting would have been as good if WWF signed him instead of Warrior. Sting's work rate would have not been great, but I, I, maybe he would have been a, been a better showman. But I think he was a great showman as it was in WCW. So, man, you got to think that the right call was made by both companies. To be right, to still be well, called an icon, even though he was on the opposite company, still yeah, he played iconic for the team. and respected, for sure. And they tried but, to go after him too. But see, now I think you're sort of, um, I think you're being a little unfair to the WWE roster. Like, obviously, they were more cartoony and they were more showman than they were, you know, NWA style wrestlers. But there were a lot of good guys on there, right? So if he would have come in at the same time Warrior did, Ricky Steamboat would have been there. He could have had matches with Ricky Steamboat, which Ricky Steamboat would have been a thousand years ahead of him, but that's how you get better. He could have worked with a guy like that. You could have put him in a tag team and had him work with the Hart Foundation or the Rockers. You know, there were a lot of good workers there that he could have worked with that I think would have improved him as a wrestler. But he would have I been th- a face. But it, I would yeah, also he say face, he would have had well, like some identity uh, changes or gimmick changes uh, to it. Well, I mean, Warrior maybe. never did. Yeah, no, Warrior they never might had have, any gimmick changes, though. He, he might have come in and been the Ultimate Warrior. Like, they might have called him the Ultimate Warrior instead of Sting. Like, that might have been his gimmick. And that would have hurt his work rate. Because if they focused uh, more on the showmanship of it, he would have never been as good in the ring. Okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he would have been as good at, in the ring, but he wouldn't have done what he could do. Like, he wouldn't have worked up to his potential because the Ultimate Warrior didn't need to do that. But, I mean, maybe right. the Ultimate... You know, I don't... Uh, that's hard to say. But um, I don't think I, I I reject your premise that Sting would have never become as good of a wrestler as he as he was. I think he could have well, done that. They just would have had to put him in the ring with the right guys at the right time. Put him put him in a few with Rick Rude, you know, someone like that. Okay, or, that I could see. That made right, Warrior or, better. Or do or Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man was actually really good. You could put or put him in a feud with Ted DiBiase. There were heels that he could have worked with that would have raised the level of his performances that he could have gotten to be better than he was. And maybe, okay, okay don't, don't give him the warrior gimmick. Um, just have him be sting, you know, surfer fucking sting, which would have been cool. I don't think now, I don't think at the time he would have been the top baby face. Cause nobody was being top baby face when Hogan was in town, but right. he could, but he could have been a, and warrior wasn't definitely top contender. Either. He could have been a solid number two. Right. And I mean, dream matches with macho man, that would have been, phenomenal a, oh, a heel macho a. king feuding with sting would have been great but Absolutely. i'm glad you touched on hogan because i was going to be getting to that point with hogan at the top and we're going to assume that hogan's there for the same length of time that he was for warrior hogan yes. leaves in 94 right so sting comes in in 87 going up to 94 what chance does sting have of becoming heavyweight champion as so, a face same as warrior so here's the way i look at it sting ends up having Bret Hart's career. Okay. Right? I think he ends up taking Bret Hart's spot. I think he has more of a look than Vince likes to start with. I think he has more personality than Bret does. For sure. Um, he's never been as good in the ring as Bret, but who who is? But you could work... Not that you could work around it. Not, I mean, not to say that he would have been limited in the ring, but he just wouldn't have been quite as good as Bret. But he would have been totally fine in the ring. I think he would have he would have been in the Bret Hart role. I think he would have been the new generation, the top guy. 
and I think every box that Brett checks off, apart from being Canadian, Sting checks off. Like, I think, because they were expanding into Canada, not that they were expanding into Canada, but they were getting bigger and bigger in Canada, and that was on the shoulders of Bret Hart. They wouldn't have had that, but I, I don't see where, hmm, I don't see any criteria that Brett meets that Sting doesn't. I, I agree with you. So post-steroids, essentially, is what you're saying. That's when Sting elevates to the next level. And Sting was never a big, huge guy. I, I, I don't know if he was ever on steroids, but he definitely was No, no, no. Steroids. I mean steroids in the WWF, because they have no, a no, no. steroid trial. Right. I'm saying when that happened, that wouldn't have hindered Sting at all. Like, I don't think he would have been... It wouldn't have been like Warrior, like he's got to go away because he's on steroids. Sting probably would have been fine. You know, cause he No, that's what I'm saying, steroids. is like once that shit hits, the steroid trial... And they start downsizing the guys, right? Like Ric Flair becomes champion, Bret Hart becomes champion. That's when Sting is probably going to elevate in the WWF and take that next step. Just like Bret, I think that's a great point. But does Sting have the same longevity that he did? Because he wrestled in TNA as late as, what, gosh, 2012, I think? Well, that's Main event Mafia and then his Joker gimmick. But still, right, but, but still, both der- derivations of Crow. Well, I mean, longevity-wise, longevity he outlasted Brett by seven, eight years, or ten years, or whatever it was. You know, long time. Right, but is Sting one of those enduring names that could have started in the WWF in 87, never switched teams, and gone through WWF the entire way through up to, assuming 2012 was his last appearance in TNA, up through 2012? Because then he had a match in the WWF in 2015. That's a a very long career. Right. I don't know if he would have had that, um, but I could actually see him really following Brett's career path because I could see by 97, he would have been old news and Vince would have been kind of, eh. Yeah, large contract, cut bait. No, well, not even necessarily that, but just you're not the star anymore. Sean's the star. You're an older guy. You've been around, your time has passed. You know, like that's what Vince does. He, like, even with... With Hogan, he was looking to replace him with Warrior. It didn't happen. Then he looked to replace him with Luger. That didn't happen. Um, then he eventually replaced him with Brett. I think around the same time, he would have been, you know, 10 years in, he would have been looking to replace Sting with Sean. Right. And then Stone Cold and Rock blew up. So I think he would have had a really similar career trajectory, and he might have ended up in WCW. Yeah, I would assume that with that large contract, that assuming he had started in 87, went all the way to, say, 96... His contract would have been large, just like Brett Vince would have wanted to cut bait with that contract. Sting absolutely mm-hmm. would have jumped totally ship to fun. WCW like a lot of those WWF guys did. And then who knows? Maybe the situation changes and he's back in WWF in 01 when WCW gets bought. I could totally see that happening. Or he goes over to TNA, which he ended yeah. up doing a couple times anyway. But totally. man, what a cool what if scenario though. To imagine yeah. him having feuds with well, he fought with Rick Rude in WCW, but an earlier version of Sting and an earlier version of Rick Rude in the WWF having a feud, Sh- Sting versus Macho Sh- King would hey, have been incredible. I- Iron Man match with Sean. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Now you're talking. Him and HBK? Right. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Dude. They could have gotten into some shit. Yeah. That would have been right. incredible. And look, WWF tried. It's not for a lack of trying that he never was on a WWF roster. They tried to get him a couple of times, and he just he refused. He was WCW yeah. true, and that's where it began and ended. And he didn't end up in a WWF ring or WWE ring until 2015. And right. that's yeah. just because he didn't want to. So what a position to be in. 
Totally, totally. Now, where do you see um, Warrior's career going once you get a few years in? Man, you've got to assume he would have had issue with how they booked him in the NWA because his work rate would not have meshed well with that roster at the time. He would have, like I said earlier, he would have been an attraction. You know, the occasional match against Flair, I think he would have been a step below Luger, if not the same as Luger. And I think once Jim Hurd took over, that would have been it for Warrior. I think he would have ended up in the WWF with pretty much the same results as what happened when he was with WWF. Come and go. So I think it would have been, I, I wouldn't say when Hurd took over, because I think that's when he would have been Van Hammer. But after that was over, I think that would have been kind of the end of Warrior. And I think, like you're saying, he would have fucking pulled some shit, had a shitty attitude. He would yeah. have gone. He probably wouldn't have gone to WWF because they wouldn't have needed him because they had Sting. Um, I, in the way I see his career turning out in this scenario is the Ultimate Warrior becomes Tony Little and puts his feathered ass hair off the back of a baseball cap and is doing infomercials for like weightlifting machines. Huh. <laughs> and then Tony Little as a result has no career because we already have a Tony Little in the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I love it. That's a great visual. Thank you. And that... Hmm. You're welcome. That's a very interesting uh, career trajectory. Career trajectory. Creative, uh, creative what if? I mean, you still got to get that bread. So I think uh, that's his way of doing it. Yeah. All right. So I think that I think we covered that um, before you go into the outro, Adam. Um, we usually ask you guys for your opinions of this episode. What I want to ask you guys for is what other what if scenarios do you have that you want us to cover? Because we're always looking for more material, especially uh, these shorter 205 Jive type episodes. So if anyone has any episode, uh, ideas for what if scenarios, let us know. Seriously, you have the opportunity to give drunken historians a chance to debate with drunken sustenance inside of them. How do you and not And we are master that? debaters. Exactly. Of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I, I was going to say something else, but uh, chose not to. But... Uh, <laughs> Either way, that that's our episode. Very interesting uh, possible uh, career trajectories. Again, a lot of wonder in this one. Maybe a little creativity uh, with uh, what we know has happened. Uh, would they just replace uh, particular people? Or like, how much of a decorated career would they have had in their opposite promotions? Please let us know what you think about this episode. Leave those reviews on all the podcasting platforms that we have available for you. And then please continue to tell your family, tell your friends, coworkers, neighbors, enemies. I mean, you'll, you'll create wrestling community and you won't be enemies anymore. Aren't face turns awesome? But uh, I think that takes care of uh, the What If uh, Warrior and Sting episode. With uh, Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam. Just reminding all of you to enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching, and still, in the meantime, please watch your hands, wear masks, and uh, stay six feet apart because we want to be at WrestleMania at SoFi Stadium next year, but we also just want to have our joyous wrestling community back uh, partying again. That's our episode. One, two, three. Warriors, Sting. Cheers. Cheers.